Bread is a food simply prepared of a dough of flour and water. Throughout recorded history, it has been a prominent food in large parts of the world and is one of the oldest man-made foods. It has played a significant importance since the dawn of agriculture. Welcome to Mouthful. I'm Lori Lynn Barker. Mouthful is a podcast about food, culture, and the makers in the world. On this episode of Mouthful, I'm talking with Doug Hall, Rayburn's Marketing Director. Mouthful is sponsored by CCF Documentation. Let CCF develop your e-learning or instructional video training. From training assessment to course creation and LMS administration, CCF is your one-stop training resource. Check them out at ccfdocumentation.com. Over 30 years ago, two guys named Ray and Bernie came together to share their love of deli sandwiches with the world. In his quest to perfect recipes, Bernie taste-tested sauces and meats and breads on his families and friends until he got the ingredients just right. It took years to fully develop their bread recipe that cooks up bakery soft right from the microwave. Things have changed, but their love of delicious deli sandwiches never has. Today, they are proud to make millions of sandwiches a year, including the best-selling Philly cheesesteak in America. Joining me on this episode is Doug Hall, marketing director for Rayburns. Not only is he a marketing director for an awesome sandwich, he is a bread expert. So here we go. Let's talk bread. Doug, we're here to talk about Homemade Bread Day, and it's officially on November 17th, but I think every day is Homemade Bread Day. What about you? <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> I think especially during the winter months when the weather gets a little bad, that's uh, especially a really good time to make bread at home. Share some things that you know about homemade bread and some holiday things. Sure. So again, November 17th is uh, Homemade Bread Day. This originated a a while ago back in in the 1980s by the National Homemade Bread Committee of Ann Arbor, Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been going around for a little bit. Not really, really old, but it's been going around for a while. There's uh, some fun things related to bread. So uh, in terms of superstitions, there's a really good one out there that says it's bad luck to turn a loaf of bread upside down or to cut an uh, an unbaked loaf. The other thing that I found kind of interesting as I was doing a little bit of research here, back in medieval times, bakers used to um, they used to get fined if their loaves were too light. So what they would do when they were baking in the mornings is they'd throw in another loaf of bread to the 12, and that's why 13 is known as the baker's dozen. Oh, okay. Right. Um, another thing, I've, I have traveled a great deal throughout my life. I've officially been to 94 countries, all 50 states. One thing is breaking bread is a universal sign of peace. No matter where you go, anywhere in the world, that's one thing where breaking bread, sitting down and having a meal with somebody, that that official kind of like passing of the bread is is very, very symbolic for peace. There's some other interesting things. So, you know, we we ended harvest, uh, call it a couple months ago. It takes about nine seconds. If you're going through the Midwest and you see this, it takes about nine seconds for a combine tractor 
to harvest enough wheat to make about 70 loaves of bread. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you think of those farmers out there and they're, they're farming, you know, sunrise to sunset. You're cranking out a lot of wheat. They're making a lot of, uh, a lot of bread. Why do you think homemade bread evokes so much emotion? Think about when you're baking it and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I feel so awesome or I feel so relaxed or I feel, why do you think it evokes all those emotions? That's a good question. I think a part of this has to do with memory and sense. So you think about smells and there are certain smells that that take you back to childhood. And I think bread is one of those. I I always think when I walk into a bakery or I'm making bread at home, I smell that and I'm instantly taken back to when my mom was making bread, you know, as a kid. It, It just has that really strong sensorial recognition associated with it. The other thing that that I think is associated with it, too, is it's warm. It smells great. Uh, You know, it's filling. So when you eat it, you're even if you eat it alone or if you're eating it with friends, there's always very positive, positive things for the body, positive things for from a memory standpoint. So it's uh, it's one of those that just triggers so many senses that it, it has positive emotions associated with it. We have a bakery here in town, a commercial bakery. I, we used to be Wonder Bread, but I don't think Wonder Bread owns it anymore. But they bake about 2 o'clock in the morning, and you drive the, down the highway by it, and everybody knows that smell. Everybody's like, it's 2 o'clock, time to go drive by the Wonder Bread. So it does it evokes a lot of emotion. You know, I think a lot of people think, well, I'm driving home at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I remember bread. <laughs> We have something very similar. So um, our plant is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our offices are based in um, the San Francisco Bay Area. So I'm back and forth and a little bit of everywhere. I also spend quite a bit of time in Chicago. So I'm a little bit of everywhere. But the first time I went to our bakery in Tupelo, which is the birthplace of Elvis, I was so overwhelmed with, one, the the bakery itself is just massive. It's, you know, it's the size of a building. The second thing is the smell of all of this bread. You're talking, you know, tens of millions of loaves of bread being made a year, and you walk into this place, and it just smells like baked bread. And it's so intense that that smell of baked bread kind of goes with you when you leave throughout the day. (laughs) It's kind of in your clothes. (laughs) That's right. But it's such a neat experience. Why do most people bake at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning? Why do most companies do that? Yeah, well, I can tell you. So we start our shift early because what happens is we, you know, you need the bread in order to make the sandwiches. Rayburn makes sandwiches. All of the sandwiches are hand-wrapped. So, you know, the, the workers that are making the sandwiches can't start their jobs until they have the bread. So the sooner you can make the bread, the sooner you can get it on. In, in other industries, you think about um, – it's going to be very similar, but a lot of people are typically waiting for the bread before they can start most of their operations. Breakfast, for example, you know, the cooks can come in, but if they're waiting for the baker to deliver the the bread, to have sliced bread or to have an egg sandwich, you really can't do your job as a cook unless you've got that foundation of bread. And and most people want fresh bread. So that's where a lot of that really starts. Um, Bakers tend to get in very, very early. Our shifts start a little bit later, around 6 a.m., but for the most part, you're right, they get in early, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning so that they can start cranking out those loaves to get everybody's day started. Now, I always thought it was because uh, people didn't have air conditioning and it was cooler at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. So if you're there by the ovens and you're breaking bread and you're kneading and or baking bread or breaking and you're kneading the bread, you're there's all this heat in this that room so if you're doing it at three or four o'clock in the morning it's much cooler 
There is, there's definitely from a chemistry standpoint, um, there's probably some truth to that. But in order for the yeast to get activated, it actually needs the heat. So one of the tips that I have for for newbies to making bread is to make bread while you're doing your laundry. So you can get the yeast activated, put that on the dryer while you're folding, putting in (laughs) another load. But it definitely likes that moist, heat, heaty environment. I'm addicted to the show The Great British Bake Off, (laughs) and they're always proofing their bread. Always. And I'm like, I've never seen that. And the other night I was watching it, and it was bread week. And they were putting it in their little areas at proofing. They're pro- they yeah. were proofing the bread. I'm like, I think I need one of those for my kitchen. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what else you'd use it for. Um, I would say proofing is typically used in, in more commercial applications. If you're, if you're making bread on your own and you want to, absolutely have at it. But it's, it's typically used more in commercial applications. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why that just – I mean, I've been addicted to that show for years, and I'm like, why, why did that just come to mind? What is that? Why do they have one in their kitchen? Does everyone have one in their kitchen? <laughs> well, let's talk about different breads around the world. What can you tell me about those? Yeah, there's. Uh, I'll, t- I'll give a quick story, which was last night I went out for dinner um, with a friend, and we were trying something new. We went to a Russian restaurant, <clears throat> and I've been to Russia. I've been I've been all over, all at Eastern Europe, and I find some of the best breads come from there. So on the menu was uh, they had a lot of George- Georgian food. They had a lot of food from. Um, anywhere in the Middle East that you can think of. And, and if you've not explored any of that food, it's just phenomenal. You but should. <laughs> they, had this, they had this one component that was called, um, it's called, I'm going to see if I get this right. It's Kakachapuri, which is out of Georgia. <clears throat> um, the capital of Georgia is Tbilisi. So what they do is it's almost like, it's almost like you, you roll out dough for a pizza, you put, an egg in it, you put cheese in it, and then you put it in the oven. And, and what you get is you get this kind of circular piece of bread that has all of the egg cooked right on top of it with the cheese right on top of it. It's almost It would almost remind me of a breakfast item, but it's very much eaten around dinner time. Now, is Absolutely this, delicious. Is, it, is the egg and cheese put on the raw dough? Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, I might have to try that. We'll just have yeah. to look it up and we might have to try it. <laughs> What are some other breads you can talk about? Well, so I'll, I'll say the other thing would be, um, you know, as you travel into India, as you think about a bit of the Middle East, you get into naan. So, again, a, a different oh, yeah. variation, but That's it's awesome. so delicious. <laughs> if you've had Indian food, naan is typically with it, and it's just light and airy, and it, it's great for soaking up a lot of the sauces that are cooked with the food. That's, that's one of my favorites. There's, I would say, some of the more local or more traditional ones that we're used to. I, anything pretzel, I love. Pretzel yeah, rolls. Yeah, I'm so glad that um, trend's here. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And it is. It's here and it's strong right now. <laughs> um, but I'm also okay with, uh, you know, just a, a normal deli roll. So I'll go into Subway, for example, from time to time and have, a, a, you know, they'll slice open their rolls there and and they're perfect for making sandwiches. Um, our business is very much mimicked off that as well. You've got the rolls that are split in half, um, deli rolls, and then you put on variety of meats and cheeses, and it's easy for easy for sandwiches. And sandwiches are actually the number one use of bread um, throughout the world. So oh, I it represents that. about 50, 50% of the consumption of bread goes for sandwiches. One thing I'd like to suggest to listeners is to go to Hispanic food markets 
or grocery stores because they have the most amazing bakeries in there. And it, I don't know why people don't know about this little secret. And they also, if, you, if you're driving down and you see, I might say this wrong, a Pandiera, is that how they say their bakeries? Stop yep. in, load it up. And the one thing I really, I find interesting <laughs> about when you go to a Hispanic grocery store, they give you like what look like food trays, like what you go if you go to a buffet or, you know, school. And what you do is you walk along the bakery and you have these tongs and you just load up your food tray. And then you get to the end and they bag it all up and you pay for it. It's amazing. You should really just try it once. <laughs> <laughs> You know, as you think a little bit about foods around the world, too, um, bread has a long history, of a very long history. If you think about some of the essential ingredients and, and even the ability to dry it and prevent any, um, any degradation to it, it's something that you could travel with way before refrigeration, way before you have the ability uh, and preservatives and things that we do today. But the Egyptians, um, it was such a way of life for them that they use it as a type of currency, so much so that even in their tombs, you would often find bread. Mm -hmm. Even to today, you would find bread there. Um, the Greeks were also very, very, very into bread. So they produced more than 80 different types of bread around 2500 BC. So we're talking thousands of years ago. This has just been something that's been a part of human consumption for such a long time. I also like the trends in bread. And I know that sounds a little off, but you go to like Washington State and you order a sandwich and it's always on thick bread. I don't know if it's because it's humid up there or people just really like thick bread. Or you go to other places and they have, like right now in Colorado, the big trend is rustic bread, so it looks burnt when, it's, yeah. it, when it gets pulled out. So I really like to go to the different areas and see the different trends in bread. What is, uh, what is your favorite bread? All of it. Actually, actually, there is, there is one, there's one right now, and it's a German bakery here in Denver, and they only sell at craft shows. They do not, they have a bakery. You can go and pick it up, and I don't have the name. I'll give it at the end of, I'll put it up on my, on my webpage, but they have a German rye bread that is to die for. I mean, I just love it. And I get it and I cut it really thick. And I make butternut squash soup and I do ham sandwiches with it. Oh, it's amazing. So that's, that's an interesting one. Do you know where, so you think of dark rye and you think of the name pumpernickel. Do you mm -hmm. know where that name came from? Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so this goes back to the days of Napoleon. Um, Napoleon, when he uh, – uh, it was during the Prussian campaign, he had demanded um, a loaf of bread for his horse. And what he kept saying was, in French, it's pain pour Nicole. And um, what that came across was – in English, it's bread for Nicole, which was his horse. Uh, into the Germanic ears, how they heard that was pumpernickel, pumpernickel. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, so that's how the term um, pumpernickel came about. And what is your favorite bread? Oh, good question. I'm like you. I any carbs. I, I love all carbs. <laughs> I um, do too. <laughs> So I'm a big fan of sourdough bread. Yeah. That, to me, cooks up really well with breakfast sandwiches, with lunch sandwiches. It's great on its own. Um, I'm also a big fan of some of the artisanal breads. Like if you think about a, a honey oat or or even a honey wheat, something that's got a, 
a little bit of flair to it. Mm-hmm. And I also tend to like, you know, the larger grains. I do too. Um, those are my favorite. As a kid, I absolutely hated them. I detested them, but they're, I don't know, they fit very well for my palate now. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because you go back to when you were a kid and you wanted Wonder Bread. You wanted white Wonder Bread. And as you get I mean, I older... Still, I still love Wonder Bread. <laughs> um, I don't remember last time I had Wonder Bread. You know, I buy like a brioche or I buy, you know, a nice yeah. Italian bread. It's thick, thick sliced. So I don't remember the last time I had Wonder Bread. <laughs> well, tell me about Rayburn's. Absolutely. So Rayburn's, we've been around for about 35 years. Um, It was started by two guys by the name of Ray and Bernie, and they had a vision to share their love of New York-style deli sandwiches with the world. Um, Like I said, we we have this wonderful bakery in Tupelo, Mississippi, where we have uh, our claim to fame is it's bakery soft bread right out of the microwave. So for the most part, you'll find our sandwiches in the frozen aisle at your local grocery store. Um, And when I first heard, I thought microwavable sandwiches just does not sound very appealing. (laughs) Right. The first sandwich I (laughs) And I get it. I felt the same way. So the first sandwich I had, I just fell in love. Like these sandwiches come out, they they taste like they've just come out of of the bakery. They're soft. They're delicious. The sandwiches themselves are great. So it's it's definitely worth giving it a try if if you have not. Um, you can find out more about us at rayburns.com, and you can find us all over. We are expanding distribution right now like crazy. So every day we're hearing new wins about which stores we're showing up at. From a national perspective, you can find us in Walmart. You can find us in Sam. But um, every day we're popping up with new grocery stores that we're, we're going into. So I would encourage your, your listeners to check out rayburns.com. Um, we've got a store locator on there that will find one within a couple miles of you. How do you keep the bread so fluffy? Because, you know, when you like when you warm up a sandwich in the microwave, it kind of gets like soggy. And you actually are using like a hoagie bun. And I know when you put it in a microwave, it kind of gets soggy. <laughs> How do you keep it from yeah. doing that? How do you keep it so, you know, edible? Well, I'll, I'll say one thing, which is that is our trade secret. But oh, if you think okay. about it, <laughs> that's what gives us our claim to fame. But if you think about it, it's not that hard to break it apart. Bread bread is fairly simple to, to kind of come apart. So when you bring in a couple of food scientists that have, you know, 35 years of experience working on this bread, they've developed such neat formulas that are – uh, scalable. We can put them on our sandwiches. Um, and then the other thing is it's the way that you microwave them as well. So all of our sandwiches are hand wrapped in a butcher paper that allows um, some of that moisture to escape. It allows the right amount of moisture to stay in so that it doesn't create a soggy or on the flip side, a hard bun when you eat into that sandwich. About how long do they take to prepare if you brought one home as a personal use? Oh, you pop it in the microwave for, I, I always vent it, <clears throat> so just take off the label from it, pop it in the microwave for, for 45 to 60 seconds. And you have a new line out. What is the new line? So we um, we have just discontinued the grilled melt. Oh, sorry. But the technology, <laughs> no, that's okay. <clears throat> the technology was so, so, so cool. Um, and they did well, but it kind of veered away from our core. Uh, you'll start to see more of the grilled in the next six months. So we've decided to take it back. But the technology is then this really cool susceptor film. So what you do is you pop it in the microwave, and it gives a, a grilled, almost panini look to it. So you pop it out, and it, it's crunchy, kind of like Texas toast bread. So good. Oh, um, but wow. we are currently in development on, I don't know, probably six new items right now that you'll start to see in the next six months or so. And that's what's in the future for Rayburns right now. 
we've got a whole bunch in the future. Like I said, the business <clears throat> the business is, is really exploding right now. So we are working on a couple of customer-specific items. So if you think a little bit about uh, like a meatball sub we just launched, and I'll be launching that even further in May, so we're going to have broader distribution with it. We're working on quite a few different chicken options, quite a few different meat options. So there's there's a lot of energy and effort on this brand right now, and it's just a very exciting part, a very exciting time to be a part of the brand. I would assume that these would be awesome to tailgate with or to watch football football games with. Oh my goodness, they're perfect for it. So I'm I would say that when it's game day or when I'm just having a lazy day in general. I don't really want to get everything out to cook. I don't want to deal with the cleanup. I don't want to deal with the ingredients. So I'll, I'll pop one of these in or even 10 of them and cut them in half and pop them out for a, for a game. And they're perfect. That's exactly what they're designed for. Or if you're on the run, I can pop it in the microwave, pull it out, eat it in the car on the way to work. Is Rayburn's active on social media? Yes, absolutely. So I, uh, I have quite a bit of content that's posted on Facebook at Rayburn's or Instagram um, at Rayburn Sandwiches. We just had our YouTube debut, so we partnered with a really cool influencer. He's a major foodie named Timothy DeLaghetto, and he, him and his wife just sat down and ate all of our sandwiches and talked about everything. It was such a cool, <laughs> such nice. a cool event. So we're available there. We also at Rayburns.com. If you are new or have not heard of us and want to give us a try, we've got a coupon on Rayburns.com. And like I said, there's a store locator there too. Type in your your uh, zip code and it'll let you know where the nearest store is. Well, thank you for being with me today. We learned everything we ne- ever needed to know about bread, and we're thankful for the pretzel <laughs> trend that's happening right now in bread. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Doug Hall, Marketing Director for Rayburns. I found them at Safeway, and they are also available at Costco. And they are tasty. For any information or where to locate them, go to rayburns.com. You can also follow them on Facebook at Rayburns and on Instagram at Rayburns Sandwiches. The German bakery I spoke of in the episode is Styria. I believe it's pronounced Styria, or it could be pronounced Styria. It's spelled S-T-Y-R-I-A. They are amazing, and they offer everything from focaccia to pretzels to stolen to the most amazing German rye you've ever had. They even have Tuscan bread, and you can only find them at craft shows. You can find their event schedule on their website, which is which is styriabakerybread.com. Once again, that's S-T-Y-R-I-A, bakerybread.com. And get to them early. They sell out quick. You should just see the bread flying from their little booze every time you go to visit them. And don't forget, try that German rye. You'll thank me. Mouthful is sponsored by CCF Documentation. Whether you want to train your employees or teach your customers how to properly use your equipment or product, or you are wanting to market your expertise to the world. Online training is fast becoming one of the most sought-after forms of training in the business world today. Providing flexibility as well as consistency, e-learning will get your new hires or customers trained faster and with less resources. At CCF Documentation, we provide customized e-learning solutions geared to proactively and efficiently train your employees or customers with measurable training outcomes. To maximize your training effectiveness, contact CCF Documentation at ccfdocumentation.com.
Is there a food you like? Is a food you don't like for Thanksgiving? Find out what the ladies at the Ladies Chit Chat Club show like and don't like. And while we were at it, we started talking about how you get to a certain age in your life and you just don't care what people think about you. Look for that episode at ladieschitchatclub.com or on iHeart. If you have any questions or would like to be a guest, feel free to contact me at mouthfulthepodcast at gmail.com. I am also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, all under the same name, Mouthful the Podcast. And don't forget, you can also contact me directly, Lori, L-O-R-I, Lynn, L-Y-N-N, Barker, B-A-R-K-E-R, at gmail.com. You can find me even on AOL.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, also under that name. With Mouthful, I'm Lori Lynn Barker. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Cheese bags.